Welcome to What the Foot. We are the podiatry podcast for young podiatrists. Uh, basically, we're here with myself, Jason, Julian, and Tony. Uh, we're three new grads, and we noticed when we started out as podiatrists, there was a big gap from podiatry through to so sorry from study through to podiatry. Um, we want to help facilitate that transition from students to new grads. It's a it's a really big world out there. Essentially, is something that a lot of us fail to realise when we're at uni. Um, and essentially, we want to be able to make this podcast so that we can help these students who are in their third and fourth years, even earlier, and even their first year out in the podiatry world, to help them ease them into that podiatry world and make it a lot easier, so to speak, a lot more familiar to them. So when they do encounter things like their first job, their first contract, all these other things as well, we'll talk about later in the podcast, that they've got some familiarity to it and it's not as scary, so to speak. Yeah, there's a few unknowns. It's yeah, it's uh, jumping into the deep end. Um, why are we doing this? As I just said, because there are a lot of unknowns when you begin work. As Julian touched on, there's contracts, there's working conditions, there's entitlements, setting up provider numbers, which of the three of us here, Julian is the only one that actually has done um, because Tony and I were very lucky to land uh, roles with good backing that admin staff that basically did it for us. NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Scheme, TAC, EPCs, or CDMs as they're also known as, you know, lab fees for orthotics, everyone thinks that, and, and a lot of other things that you do is like, yay, I've got all this in, but then you got to pay lab fees. Um, there's bulk billing, there's work cover, there's setting up businesses, there's getting instruments and equipment, applying for jobs and public versus private, APRA registration, APOD A registration. Uh, one little bit we will say on that right now, and we'll probably, we will reiterate on it later. If you are a student, sign up to APOD A. It's free indemnity insurance. It's free registration. It gives you basically half price on every um, event, CPD, in your first six months. It's a no-brainer. Even if you don't agree with them, if you don't like it, you can change it. But get that f straight up and get those six months of, of, of cheating the system almost. Um, and, and the thing as well is a lot of their events they have on there are free as well, like webinars. If you're a member, you will have access to that for free. Whereas if you're not a member, you'll be paying, I'm not sure, don't want to quote, can't quote a figure off the top of my head. But if you're a student and you get that free sign up with APOD A, that's a free webinar. It's going to enhance your learning. And start doing the webinars now because they're, um, they're you know, really easy to, to listen to and uh, I, there's a lot I listened to in the first few weeks out that I wish I had done in third and fourth year to make third and fourth year um, easier. Um, Tony, what have you got to add? Yeah, so you might, you guys out there might be asking, why are we doing this? Why are we starting a podcast? So essentially, we all finished uh, university at the same time, and we wanted to pretty much give back to the podiatric community. And with that, we want to raise awareness of podiatry in, in general within the wider world out there post-uni. Uh, to give you guys study tips to um, current students and not only current students but uh, future students who are looking to go into studying podiatry later on. Uh, a few tips we'll go over as well is some CPD <coughs> tips also known as career professional development tips yeah, I which is quite is. important uh, going out of uni. This will dedicate a full episode to. There's a lot to it. So uh, it can be quite confusing as well, the different categories of CPD and all that we'll touch on in the big episode. Yeah. But yeah, like Jason said, it's going to be a whole episode on that in, in itself, which would be pretty exciting. And a big one is uh, recommending some articles and tips on how to keep up with the latest research and um, continuing your development in the field of health in general. Um, and one thing where 
we wanted to give back to the community. We do have a rule for us and we will definitely be getting future guests on. Um, we will have a rule for everyone involved with the, with the chat that every time you stuff up or you swear and we will be very harsh on it, we will be do- donating $1 um, to Footscape. Um, as you've probably heard already, there's been a few stuff up. So uh, um, oh, I've forgotten the bloke's name. I Anthony. feel really Anthony. Um, Anthony, you'll be uh, <coughs> going to the Bahamas next week uh, with the amount of money we'll be donating. Um, so going through with it, uh, just a little bit of a brief on who the three of us are. There will actually be six of us um, through the regular hosts. There will be Hashan, Ife, and Voltaire. Um, the six of us all graduated together. Um, we have a very similar. Uh, I- actually, we don't have similar ideas. That's probably what makes us such a tight knit group. Is we have very varied ideas. Um, and there will be a lot to talk about and I feel there will be a few heated discussions. Um, one of my favourite sayings is uh, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean that I don't like you. Um, and that's something that a lot of people um, need to learn and we want to get going. Always looking forward to those heated ones, you know. It, it's good even from a, just a neutral standpoint as well if you're not directly involved in it. You know, it opens up your mind to an unbiased view of both the sides of which people are arguing on and... We've had quite a few heated discussions in our personal Facebook chats and all that about many aspects of podiatry, so it'll be pretty good to flesh it out on a podcast and see what you guys think as well as listeners of it. And just, yeah, I guess to give some ideas of what some of these ones may come on about, I think we've had a bit of a discussion about calling ourselves doctors. Um, if you follow our links, you will see that I do, or my company does, I don't completely agree with it um but we've had many discussions about that we had one about a pod a today what was we had a big one last week oh orthotics and that sort of thing and just not benefiting the patient and trying to benefit um pockets yeah even the other week someone that came up was should we be treating wounds in private practice should we just be referring all these wounds to public care and all that and that was quite a big one in our group chats as well yeah, even basic things like should we uh, have a patient image for a certain condition if we're going to change how we treat? Is that going to cost uh, more or less for the governments? And so, so quite a lot of debate coming through and we hope that you enjoy listening to those in a coming future. And because we are trying to aim this towards uh, not only students but other new grads, um, people even just wanting to sit, trying to figure out if they want to get into podiatry, um, we will, I mean, this is our first episode. We still haven't figured out a lot of parameters, but we will, obviously, wherever we post this, there will be uh, comment sections, emails in, in the comments, our Insta links, all that sort of stuff. So anything that you want to know specifically, um, hit us up and we will definitely dedicate some time to go over it. And even if you're an experienced podiatrist or you're someone who's interested in joining in these podcasts, you're more than welcome to uh, reach out to us and we're sh- more than happy to have you join us uh, in an episode or two in the future. And even just feedback on the show in general, letting us know what you think. We're all, we're first year podiatrists, our new graduate podiatrists. We're not perfect, so there's a chance we may say something that you don't agree with or say something that's incorrect entirely. Um, Feel free to call us out on that. We quite like that, just hearing your feedback, seeing what you think as well. Could even get like a little Q&A, like listener email thing section on the show in the future if we got popular popular enough that'd be pretty interesting i reckon definitely so yeah to, to go back to where we were um 
I feel like this could be a common trend in this podcast. We're going to get sidetracked a fair bit. They're, they're the best conversations <laughs> yeah. when you get sidetracked. I agree. Um, yeah, so who we are. Um, so I'm. we've got Jason, Julian and Tony. Uh, I think we're going to lead off with Tony... Uh, with myself on that one. All right, so um, I was always, uh, so I'm, I'm one of the older people of the cohort. Um, so started uni um, when I was 28. Um, so pathways from, from high school to uni, um, you know, I did a fair bit. I traveled, lived in the Gold Coast, um, done many years of retail, um, mostly in sports retail, um, football boots, runners, that sort of stuff. So they're very keen interests of mine which segues into why I chose podiatry. Um, there's only so much you can do for someone in retail and especially in footwear. Um, and just, it's a terrible pun. I need to come up with a better one. Um, it was the next step forward in my career progression um, to take that step. I was actually, well, A, I'm very lucky because I'm married um, to a pretty supportive wife, but also she has many friends who are podiatrists through their schooling um, through schooling friends. Uh, so I got to see the podiatry world from the inside before stepping in. Um, and I noticed a lot of everyone that I spoke to about it really enjoyed the field. Um, so that's something that, you know, your work life balance, your enjoyment of your career is something at sort of 28, I sort of stopped and thought, you know, this is something that, that I'm going to enjoy and want to learn more about. Um, I was pretty lucky. I um, landed a role with the foot and ankle clinic. Um, so we've got 13 or 14 clinics throughout um, Victoria, um, which is good. I've got you know very good support group. Um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Connections and links with uh, uh, surgeons. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm very very lucky and very grateful for the role that I've landed um, in private. Um, Going forward, I know an absolute pipe dream of mine. I'm a, I'm a mental sports fan, as anyone who's met me knows pretty much within three seconds of the conversation. Um, yeah, I'd love to be a, a podiatrist in the, in the sports world, um, you know, running out at Anfield, touching the you, You'll Never Walk Alone banner. This is at Liverpool as you walk up the gate. Would definitely be a, a dream of mine since uh, sporting-wise, definitely not there. <laughs> um, what celebrity would I bring to dinner? I don't know. I guess Merton Root on this pod chat uh, to keep it to keeping towards the same answer. Yeah, and keeping it towards the the theme. Um, I'd love to ask him so many things. Whether he would agree with what he said in the '60s and '70s, or would it change? Even listening to Kevin Kirby and his views on it have changed in the last sort of couple of years on it. So it'd be really interesting to see and be able to pick his brain to think of what his original research was compared to what it would be now. Um, my favorite quote, um, just to sort of bring a bit of comedy into it, even though this isn't a comedic quote at all, that's a bad segue, that's a dollar, you're welcome Anthony, um, my favorite quote, and I actually put this in my cover letter, um, was, uh, someone who's never made a mistake has never tried anything new, um, so yeah, always try new things, you're only going to get better, Julian. Um, so um, my pathway from high school to uni was a very different to Jason. I actually went straight from high school to, univers to university, as I feel a majority of the people in our cohort did. So from 18 years old straight into uni. Um, in terms of why I did podiatry, I knew relatively late into, my high, into high school that I wanted to do something 
clinically related. Um, I suppose throughout, I had never really knew what exactly, because when you're looking through the uni course guides, there's just all these courses that come up and you know, you think I could see myself doing this or that, but you never really know unless until you've actually tried it. Um, and it got to crunch time in VCE and I thought podiatry sounds good. I'll give it a crack. Um, stuck through it through four years of uni and thought I actually don't mind this. And here I am today giving it a nudge. Um, something, this is probably something we could discuss a bit later as well, I guess, but going to sidetrack a little bit, a bit different from Jason in that I went straight from high school to uni. I reckon there's something, I'm, I'm wondering how Jason would feel about this, but going at 18, I almost feel like I wasn't mature enough at that time to go straight into studying when you're, you know, you're, just, you're 18, you've gotten your license, you can go out at night and all go clubbing and all that. And then to also like have that uni commitment where you're planning over the next four years what you're going to do for a big chunk of your career, it's it's quite hard to get that maturity down pat. Like most, some people have it, some don't. I definitely did not have it. But yeah, that was just saying sidetracking. What, what did you? How did? Is that what? Yeah, what made you go from high school to working first? Or I was a terrible student. Um, I had an ATAR, ENTAR, I don't even know what it was called, maybe it was HSC back when I, I don't know, it was a long time ago. Um, I think it was 49. Um, I was a terrible student um, and just there was no way that I could have gone from uni- high school to university and had any, uh, what do you call it, success. Um, so for me, it's what I needed to do and, and, and got that life experience. It actually made it very easy for me at uni in terms of time management because I had that life experience for doing it. But in saying that, there are other people who know straight away out of uni what they want to do and can go straight into it. Um, again, I feel like we're going to have to get Amy on as a guest because I'm going to probably talk about her more than me a lot. Uh, my wife, Amy, wife, my wife, is a teacher and we've had many discussions about this uh, with some of her students as well. There's just no, there's no correct answer to it. Um, as Julian was saying, you, you, life's hard. you got to think at 18 – what are you going to, at 18, do you know what you're going to do when you're 40? No, you don't. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a really tough one. Um, and Tony will probably touch on it in a second as well. Very similar yeah, story to Julian. Quite similar, yeah. Um, where I want to go with my career. Um, I'm relative, see, even throughout my um, duration of uni, I kept bouncing around to different areas. I'm like, it's like sometimes I'd be like, oh, I'm quite interested in this area of wound um, wound management and then it would jump to paediatric management I'm like oh I quite find this quite interesting and then to biomech so it jumped around a fair bit even when I was early in fourth year I still wasn't 100% sure where I wanted to specialize with podiatry but I knew that I did want to specialize somewhere um, and at the moment I'm working um, two days privately seeing a mixture, mixed caseload of patients if you're going to ask me what celebrity would I bring to dinner um, I'm actually the one who asked this question saying that Wish this would be good to get people to know us. Um, I've gone a bit blank though at the moment. I'm on the, uh, I don't know, I'm a big fan of the classic Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire, so I reckon just having him at dinner, just having a big laugh at him would be pretty funny. Or laugh with him, I shouldn't say laugh at him. Um, Favourite quote, I'm not not a quote man. Um, I suppose going off my, my favourite movie, The Dark Knight, quote I'm thinking of I'm not the I'm not the podiatrist how's it go it's like I'm not the podiatrist I'm, I'm trying I'm skewing it a little bit you know what 
Actually, let's just forget the quote. <laughs> That's uh, two bucks. Anthony. That's two bucks. Cents. Yeah, what I was going to say is, it's quite. It's like Gotham. He's, he's not the hero Gotham needs. He's the hero we deserve. I'm not the podiatrist you need. I'm the podiatrist you deserve. It's it's taking the piss out of myself a little bit. But look, I've butchered that. I'm going to have two dollars to Footscape donated. Um, so I think we're at four bucks at the moment. We're at four bucks. Yeah, course. and I think Tony will not butcher his quote like I did. And hopefully, he can present it a bit better than a dog's breakfast. Now over to you. Thanks, Julian. Thank you for that insight. Um, so, yeah, my name is Tony, and essentially, just like Julian, I finished high school in 2014 when I was 18, and I was looking at some courses available uh, throughout all the unis available, and I thought living 20 minutes away from La Trobe and being interested in health and helping people out, I had a look at what courses were available. <clears throat> Obviously, what came to mind and was very appealing was physiotherapy. Um, I know a lot of you guys who are listening right now would have physiotherapy on the first priority list uh, back in high school. Uh, but as you all know, not that much of a genius, so I settled for podiatry. I thought I'd give it a crack. It's uh, quite a specialised area, and if I didn't like it, I always had a chance of uh, transferring out of it. So I gave it a go, enjoyed my first year, um, met quite a lot of people through the uh, student association and just getting to know people, make new friends, and started to develop more of an interest. And at this stage, I've actually never seen a podiatrist. I've just went straight to the GP for all my foot-related problems, which I'm sure that's uh, causing a lot of debate. <laughs> um, but we'll touch um, that topic later on. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed podiatry in first year. Second year got more interesting. And then before you know it, I was in fourth year, and I was um, very passionate about helping people and um, getting to use my problem-solving skills to um, get them to be in a better state and reaching their goals. Uh, and yeah, pretty much finished my podiatry studies at La Trobe in 2018, last year. And I've entered the private practice world. So I'm fortunate enough to find a full-time job um, and just been mainly seeing a lot of biomech patients and a few generals, few EPCs, and a bit of variety here and there. So far, so good, uh, but I'm sure, just like anyone who enters the workforce quite, um, quite early in their, in their years, I guess, being only 22, um, I'm always looking for different changes. Uh, so maybe um, exploring different options later on the track. <clears throat> um, so that's me after uni in the private world. Where I want to go later on in, the, in my career, I guess, um, just like Jason, I'm a sports fanatic. Uh, Die-hard die Liverpool supporter as well, so I'd hope to maybe end up with uh, Jason or take his role ahead of him <laughs> in uh, Liverpool's uh, football club as the head podiatrist. Maybe try and win you guys a Premier League title yep. sometime. Oh, here, 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 sometime shut, up, shut up, Everton. <laughs> Champions yeah, League, now chose, chose Premier League. <laughs> um, if not in the sporting world, hopefully um, try and get myself in the community sector, so helping those who need that ongoing care because um, with placement I found that was something that I was really passionate about. Um, and in terms of the celebrity I would bring to dinner, uh, a lot of you guys know that I'm a die-hard tennis fan and as you all know uh, I'm a big Roger Federer fan so if there's any chance I could meet and talk to him then that would be the opportunity to bring him to dinner. So Roger Federer, if you're listening, um, I'm open for any time <laughs> and any day. <laughs> it's funny. I remember, uh, was it the Australian Open last year or the year before, where um, 
Oh, who was it? The bloke got a massive blister on his foot. Oh, it was the oh, low-seated guy. Last year, yeah, yeah last year. Really well. Yeah, and we all, um, the next day at uni, we're all talking about how, how um, uh, badly the padding was done. Um, just because, you know, it, no, uh, you know, no disrespect to any other professionals here, but it's just not something that isn't thought about in, in, in the physio world as much as we deal and, and see it. And it's just funny that we, so many of us looked at it and went, I could have done a better job than that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that day I took a photo of the actual padding or whatever was being put on his foot and put it in every chat that I was part of in podiatry. And uh, everyone was just saying, what is this? What's going on? What is he using? What we could do? So that was quite interesting, um, I guess, as podiatry students. And I guess, sorry to interrupt before you, we tell us your, your, you tell us your favorite quote. Favorite quote. That's, um, um, you know, that's part of why we're doing this podcast is we want to get that awareness out that that is what podiatry is. We're not, here, we're not just pedicurists. Well, fancy pedicurist with you know there's so much more that we can do um there is biomechanics there is um wounds there is obviously general nail care there is um neurological pediatrics there's so many avenues in podiatry um and that's what we want to try and convey a to the public b to people looking to come into podiatry c to those that are, are thinking oh do i really want to do podiatry while you're at uni um so yeah that, that's exactly some of the reason why we're here mm. And lastly, for my favorite quote, uh, a lot of you might remember in our year, in the podiatry year, my year level quote was, do tomorrow, do tomorrow. <laughs> but I think um, something that really, I guess, reflects who I am is a quote from uh, Batman. So it's, it's yeah, not you who see, you are, you but it's what, it, it's what you do that defies you. I think that's what the quote is, or is it, somewhat along those lines. So you've stolen the same movie as, uh, my, as Yeah, my pretty much, Julian. You double, double down. Just didn't screw it up. Yeah, yeah well, you, you um, delivered it a little bit better than I did. <laughs> I believe, um, yeah, it's, it's that the actions that you do uh, is what people look at rather than who you are. So uh, I really, really believe in that, and I hope that that can be pushed on in my career. Yeah, and I reflect that through practice and... This Absolutely. podcast and everything, yeah. yeah. Um, so as we mentioned before, the, the other guests will be Hash, Ife and Voltaire. Um, was your first year out of high school? Yeah, yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone was straight everyone out of high school. Everyone was straight out of high school, but such varying um, life experiences behind that um, with jobs that they have, haven't had. Um, so it would be good to hear some of those um, different different avenues. So that would be quite interesting. Even experiences and study habits for all three of them, just looking at them. I know all, not not a single one of them studies the exact same. You could be, they could not be more different in terms of those as well. So that would be interesting to talk about them. And it's good because because we all had touch different uh, study techniques and ways to study. We learned different things from each other. One thing that Julian taught us all, which I think was, was really, really helpful, and again, we'll go through this in another episode, um, but recording yourself explaining something you can sit back and listen to it and go oh i'm really dumb i need to learn more about this or oh wow i've really got this um it's just a really good way to self-test yourself of where you are um and how well you'll be able to explain it to someone else good, good memory remember that that was, that was second year <laughs> microbiology where we, where we did it that was, that's, that's it was. harking it back along um <laughs> So basically, before uh, so uh, should, we should have said it before, but the, the basic structure of that's our a, that's a dollar foot scale, by the way. It is, it is another one. So I think we're at seven dollars now. Um, we we're gonna do a structure. Or basic structure of our episodes will be a brief introduction of, of the persons that will be on it, whether it be the guests or, or new hosts. Um, we'll run through each episode. We'll have a general theme um, and. 
we will try and link a form of research towards that we've all learned in the last week um, towards it. Um, so going forward for the rest of this episode, there is a little bit of research that we'll talk touch on pretty briefly because we've already gone for a hell of a lot longer than we thought we would. Um, so before we get into that research, we did just want to give a little bit of study advice and that sort of thing. So basically we want to go with, we just, before when we were talking, before we got on air for the episode, we thought, you know, what's something that we wish we could tell our fourth year self? Um, so Julian. Um, so there's lots of things I tell my fourth year self. I reckon we could almost do a whole podcast episode on it. I reckon we should. It'd be pretty, that's, that's pretty a interesting. One, yeah. A lot of it would be about the, the things we did like night before tests playing pro clubs quite late when we should have been <laughs> studying but that's for another episode fourth division uh, fourth division yeah <laughs> that's how as high as we got um so the big thing that i'd probably convey to my fourth year self would be um even if you have a placement that you don't particularly enjoy um if it's an area of podiatry you're not particularly interested in don't let or if you have a bad experience with just an ex- a bad experience at this placement that does not necessarily mean that's exactly what podiatry is going to be like in the workforce. Try not to let it deter you too much and get you down and dissuade you from continuing the career because there are different areas of podiatry. One bad experience should not throw you off from what could be a good career, a long career. So, yeah. Cool. Tony? Yeah, that's great, Julian. Um, I would definitely <coughs> say to my fourth year self is to utilise your time and make the most of your resources in university. I guess so many uh, opportunities that you can give up during uni uh, where you can devote more time, you know, putting that extra effort into studying or putting more time into practicing a skill that you're not so great on. Um, but I found that, yeah, if you're in an environment where there's a lot of resources available, such as your academics, your supervisors or even resources like the library journal, journal articles journal they articles, are so expensive which in the are real free world. Oh, they're free they're free in uni download them as much as you can yeah now. definitely say utilize that as much as you can and even save them if you can so you can use them um, when you're outside of uni um, because what i found that that you can be quite time poor in the real world uh, so while you're in this i guess this um Bubble. This bubble, <laughs> this bubble um, of the uni life, make the most out of it because at the end of the day, once you graduate, you get your certificate and you're in the real world, um, you look back at those times and you think, what can I do different? And I believe uh, making the most of your time and using or making the most out of your resources is something that I'd really look um, upon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, awesome. I think in fourth year, even in third year, I wish... I use my patients as guinea pigs. Um, they're there to help us learn. Um, even if they're there for your just general nail care, for a little callus debriding, if they want a corn enucleated, get them to do a, do a biomech on them. Just just use every opportunity you can to, to test different approaches with how you just convey and converse with patients. Uh, once you're out and you're in the big bad real world, you're in a room for 20 minutes with someone that's one meter by one meter and so probably two by two meters in some clinics. You've got to get used to those um, small opportunities and to be able to utilize the time that you have to steal what Tony just said. So yeah, um, any students out there, 
make take that three hours you have with patients. Was it three hours or two hours? Three in uh, third year, and I believe one hour in fourth year. So use, quite a lot of time. Use all of that time. Um, so yeah, basically we'll, we'll run through some research. Uh, Again, we, we, we try, we're trying to keep this less technical, technically, um, uh, what do you, less technical and more informative. Lay um, terms, as um, the supervisors like to say. That's it. So we'll run through just a little bit of research that we've, that we've read in the, or, or participated in the last couple of weeks. Um, and ironically, all three that we're going to talk about actually sort of linked together, um, which we didn't mean to for this episode, but it's, it works pretty well. So we'll start off with Tony for an event that actually we all attended uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, so two weeks ago, um, thanks to the Australian Podiatry Association, we signed ourselves up to a sports taping uh, workshop that was held in the city for two hours. And we were lucky enough to have Emma Poynton, who is an experienced podiatrist in the sporting community. She's had experience in the uh, Western Bulldogs Football Club, in the men's and women's teams, and just um, dealing with a lot of taping techniques, which was the main focus of the workshop. Um, Just a few, I guess, taping techniques that we learnt. You guys may have done this at uni already or you guys who are experienced out there would know. Uh, But a few that was quite handy was the planet plate taping, low die taping, turf toe taping, uh, J-strap ankle taping, so with figures six and eight, and some handy tips along with uh, taping patients in general. And what I found that was quite handy was under taping, which is pretty much a tape you put uh, on those who might be unfortunate, like Julian, to have uh, quite hairy legs. The Italian um, genetics have not, they're not, they don't help with taping. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a great way for those who are a bit sensitive or unwilling to have that pain or get, getting that tape taken off to um, be placed under it. Uh, and it's just something I learned and found useful, which I will definitely get my clinic to order and hopefully, um, yeah, get better, I guess, outcomes and yeah treatment comforts between my patients i think even for injury prevention as well as what could be like if a patient has potential like um allergies to tape i suppose you could use under wrap as a protective layer before you do the actual tape they may have an allergy to obviously try and find something that's hypoallergenic but something like that could be a good layer as an or an idea for that to prevent any rashes or something along those lines. Yeah, so yeah. this workshop was definitely beneficial in terms, I guess, where I'm working with a lot of uh, biomech patients. Um, so getting the chance to practice that in a workshop and um, gaining more, I guess, experiencing, experiences in how to tape and how much tension to put was very handy. And yeah, I found that with the resources given, uh, that's gonna be taken on for the long term as well. Um, and especially when we've done it at uni for a brief period of time, I've mentioned utilizing your time. So even if you get the chance to tape your partner at the clinics, uh, definitely do so because when you do finish uni, uh, you pretty much have your colleague or if you're by yourself, you pretty much got to wait until patient needs taping to practice it. Yeah. And that first uh, low die strapping that you do as a, as a new grad, it looks terrible. And, you know, it. You rip the tape poorly and yeah. you fold it in on yourself and it just it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a complete mess that first time you do it. But so it's you just learning. Make, make sure that you've had that experience with it in the clinic. Um, you know, these extra courses, just that five minutes, I think my, my taping technique in that first five minutes doubled. Um, just from two or three goes, I was like, All right, cool. Just from seeing how other people are doing it, it was it was really yeah, really good. 
I remember the most part of that workshop, I was struggling to rip the tape until I think it was Jade or something, one of our uni lecturers came along and showed me how to rip it properly. And just that, if you don't master that, you're kind of on the back foot already when you're in clinic trying to rip the tape. It's, it's a bit harder than you think when you first start out. That's it. Yeah. Cool. And that sort of segues onto to Julian's topic. Um, an article that we both actually read in the last couple of weeks, coincidentally. So. Yeah, no, not planned. But um, so the article I read... Um, essentially titled Higher Shoe Surface Interaction is Associated with Doubling of Lower Extremity Injury Risk in Football Codes, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. That's a lot to take in. So this this one went through all football all footballing codes, wasn't it? Yep. So went here it goes. Extremity. It says it says um extremity injuries are prevalent across like Aussie rules, Gaelic football, rugby, rugby union, soccer, American football. The studies went through, spoke on high school American football, high school American football, high school American football. Oh, yeah. So high school American football. I imagine though a lot of the results could be generalized to a wider population. Essentially, if you're using a boot with a with st- like studded boot on similar types of grass, um, then that those results could be generalized to further studies. Um, this was pretty interesting. This was one of my bedtime reading articles. Um, that's what I do now. Um, and essentially, it's quite interesting. I never, never knew that difference in rotational torque. Um, so essentially, the study was saying, I'm probably, again, I'm probably going to butcher this. Um, so difference, increase in rotational torque it increases your injury, um, your risk factor for lower limb injuries ankles, knees, um, and that never considered that boot, stud length, stud type, stud position, orientation um, can increase your risk of those injuries because of that rotational torque that's created. Um, something I found quite interesting, even something it says a bit later in the article, talking about different types of grass and how that can increase your risk of injury. They're saying a type of grass, I think it was called Bermuda grass, has lateral lateral thatching, I think it was the word was, um, that it increases your risk of your studs getting trapped and you um, potentially injuring your ankle or your knee. I found that quite interesting, as as boring as that sounds when you when you look at it on paper as a student. But when you start going out and seeing um, patients who are football players, soccer players, you develop that little interest because everything you can sort of factor into your treatment makes that big difference. Um, so essentially, moral of the story, I believe, was uh, increased rotational torque, whether it's from studs, type of grass, increases your risk of injury for ankles and knees. And something else, I've, this is off topic of the article we're talking about. I was talking to someone earlier this week, and they were saying they made a, they made a comment about how um, the oh, there was a boot, I can't remember off the top of my head what boot it was, but a boot that had a stud under what was the third... I believe it was the third MTPJ. So they were starting this football soccer boot right under the third MTPJ. These players started wearing it, and within a few weeks, they all came back with stress fractures, or stress fractures, or stress reactions, I should say, plantar plate issues. And so essentially one of the treatments this guy did for that was he ground that stud almost completely off as a treatment option. I'm like, I would never have considered that had I not read that study, read this study considering how the different type of studying and grassing increases those pressures in those areas. But, yeah, that's just something I learnt. There was a bit of a hoo-ha about that probably oh, 10 years ago, I think it was, when Ray, Wayne Rooney had a few um, boot issues. Oh, yeah. um, he had a 
<coughs> stress fracture that just, I think it was a fifth, and just couldn't get rid of it. And his particular boot that he was contracted to wear had a stud right under there. Oh. Um, and just every time he wore it, it just kept just re- reissuing it. And I think, I think he missed a World Cup, or did he miss a Euro? Oh, this is going back 10 years ago. Yeah, Jace, um, uh, for those who don't follow sport, who's Wayne Rooney? <laughs> uh, Wayne, oh, that's a given. Wayne Rooney's probably one of England's best midfielders, strikers. I don't know what position you even say he plays these days. He sort of just drifted around that front half. Um, yeah, played for England, played for, started off at Everton, moved to Man United, played for uh, LA, LA, New York. He went to Ever- he went to Everton. Yeah, well. and then went back to went Everton. Back to um, yeah, one one of the best players and one of Nike's biggest contracted players. Uh, I've just said the name of the brand. I was trying not to. Um, you, can, you can get hashed to block it out. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah, I, I mean, he's been a Nike athlete forever, so it's probably, you know, it wasn't pleasant. I reckon that's another $2 to this game. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Um, the yeah, particular blade, the placement of a stud has a massive implications, um, which actually segues. It, it kind of makes sense, though, when you think about it. It's like walking on a shoe with an extra... That's just got something extra dense pushing up under a certain area of that foot. It makes sense as to why it would be pushing into that area and creating a stress reaction. That's it, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, I never knew about that. Wayne Carey was a bit... Wayne Carey, but... <laughs> two bucks. <laughs> we'll count it for two dollars just for the... Just for a laugh. Wayne Rooney. That Wayne Rooney one, that's quite interesting. I'm yeah. going to look into that. Um, yeah, which is a nice little segue into to what I was going to have a quick chat about. So I actually read the same article that, that Julian was talking about because I recently just published a blog um, through work. Um, there'll be links to it in the in the thing, so I won't give it too much more of a plug than that other than read it. It's good. Um, but basically, yeah, it was on uh, – and, and to combine it with my outside of work passions being working at SPT Football – um, a soccer store uh, where all we do is football boots and soccer boots. So yeah, combining those two was was quite good, uh, and that's something we will talk about in future episodes. Is make sure that work-life balance, combining your loves of your love of life with podiatry and how to make it better, uh, how to make your you know what, what's the saying? If you've never if you enjoy the job that you do, you'll never work another day of your life. Yeah, Correct. yeah, that is definitely true. Um, so yeah, I, I read this one by Atoll. Um, I actually listened to it on Podchat Live to give a bit of a, a plug did, did out they, there to Craig. Did they, uh, listen, did they speak to Atoll? The man yeah, Atoll was in it. There's a whole team. episode dedicated to football boots, and then there's another episode about AFL boots. So it's really, really a couple it's of both, cool it's episodes. The same guy or a different, different bloke? I can't remember if Atoll was in the um, AFL one. Um, I have to re listen to it. I listened to it about a year ago. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Atoll has done a lot of studies on the boots. Um, one, of, one of my things when I'm learning as well, actually, I, I struggle to read. Um, oh, I don't struggle to read. I struggle to, to stay, to focus while I'm another, reading. Another dollar there. Yeah, another dollar. As you can probably hear by my talking, I can't even focus long enough for a single sentence, let alone for a full article. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, which obviously one of the driving <laughs> forces behind this um the bjs bjsm ones and the um, podchat live podiatry legends are sort of three that that i listen to the most at the moment um and so one of my ideas for this co- for these po- uh, podcasts was that we all read an article and then we talk about it for five minutes it's one episode in and i've already broken the rule um <laughs> so yeah, listening to the to the Podjet Live about it, listen to a few podcasts about um, 
rotational forces and boots getting trapped. Um, but a lot of it comes down to boot fit because a lot of those studs are placed for the generic foot uh, for a certain size. But those who are within the football or soccer community um, will say, let's call it, we'll go round ball and, and oval ball in our conversations from here on in so we don't get just, too confused. Yeah, cool, AFL and soccer. Yeah, all right. Or just, um, yeah, yeah, Aussie, yeah. Aussie rules and stuff. Cool. Um, the debate on whether it's football or soccer is I can go into you for hours with that. So if anyone wants to hit me up, I will tell you why soccer is actually the correct term. But let's segue. Um, the it, bonus podcast. Exactly. That'll be a little a special one that we do on the side, uh, Christmas special. Um, that... What was I saying that the, yeah, boots getting trapped, boot fit is that, yeah, in the soccer communities, you'll know that a lot of players wear their boots too small because they want a better touch and feel on the ball, on, on the on the ball itself. Um, speaking with Dan Bonanno at uh, last year, or was it, it could have been third year, when he was working with Melbourne City, I think it was, he was talking about how he convinced a lot of the players to train in boots that fitted correctly, but then let them play in their boots that were two sizes small or whatnot. Um, touching on Tony's loves, Nadal yep. wears a size nine and a size 12, isn't it? Yeah, he's got big feet in very uh, small shoes. Yeah, so, really? and he wears yep. one bigger than the other because mm. um, of the change of direction for his serve. So little nuances like this, and that has a lot to do with the, with the forces of, of um, studs in, in grass and that sort of thing that if you – not using the boot that fits correctly, not necessarily just in the length, but the flex points under the, the forefoot is something that's going to have a huge impact on those forces that are coming through the boot. Um, going on with some of the studies that I read, again, I think it was Atoll again, wowee, um, about the different lengths of studs, but also on different surfaces. And then there was another one that I read was about the amount of traction that you get. And there was in this one test um, that they did, they, there was very little difference in the traction of, of these boots. Bringing that back to my you know, uh, retail experience is that that test is all well and good, but it doesn't take into the, um, the destruction of the boots and the, the longevity of them. Just doing one cut on a boot and getting too much grip isn't going to give you a true likelihood of the different grasses, as, as Julian was mentioning on, um, and, and that sort of thing. One thing to to remember that is that now we're playing now a lot of the elite sports aren't playing just on grass they're playing on on hybrid surfaces they're playing on that so there's just it's just a rabbit hole once you start reading about it um and it was quite interesting you were saying before that they use different types of grass for this was it for the seasons as well for yeah the summer that, and the, in, overseas i'm not sure if they do it here as well but that's quite interesting and would factor into your boot decision, yeah. That's it. A lot of a lot of the elite pitches in, in in especially in Europe, in winter they will seed it with a different grass seed to what they seed it in summer because of the different climatic conditions. Um, and that's something that's gonna obviously at the elite level have a huge impact on your boots. Um, whereas over here it's 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 not, you know, at our level. I shouldn't say there's probably elite athletes listening to this as well. At the, at the general park level, that's not something that you really have to factor in. But again, going back to fit um, and touching on it in the blog is that um, the elite players actually have their feet molded um, and they get their boots and last made exactly for their foot. So while you've got, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo running around in a boot, it fits completely different to what the, his version of the, the, the you know, the Superfly's fit 
off the shelf. So we've got to make sure that, that as podiatrists, we're, we're getting that into our, our patients that, you know, let's make sure you're getting a boot that fits correctly, not the boot that you think is going to get you to score 50 goals or, you know, or kick the goal. the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a heap more on that. Um, I, I could talk for hours, but we've already been going for, wow, um, 45 minutes. So we do, do a, footwork, a footwear episode, add it to the... Um Add it to the list, I reckon. That's it. There's a few guests I could definitely get in on that one. Yeah, um, I guess with Julian's expertise in working at a specialist oh, yeah. store, myself. Uh, yeah, but we all of us have worked at a footwear store. I don't think we mentioned that, actually. Yeah, yeah that's it. So, yeah, we've all ha- had that experience. So, yeah, that's definitely something we could uh, – that's a good episode. We should add it to the list that we're about to go through. So to wrap it up, um, A, because Tony's got to catch a train, um, and B, because, you know, 40 – We this episode was going to be 15 minutes. Forty-five minutes, gee. I can push <laughs> right. the push the hour if we've gone that far, you know. Set First the, episode, set, episode. set the standard. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, future episodes that we that we've got in the pipeline at the moment is we want to do an episode uh, talking about different types of contracts, um, and we've got a, a pretty good guest lined up for that one. We want to go through the APOD A conferences and CPD. Um, Again, there's a lot of people don't understand the framework and the different um, categories of, of CPD. We want to talk about the future of podiatry. Um, obviously, you may, you know, for us to A, want to do this and B, you know, mentioning some of the, the old uh, podiatry legends that we all have is that we're podiatry nerds. Um, so the future of podiatry, the course changes. The good thing with Tony is he's still got his foot in the door at uni. Um, so the course changes, the endorsement, that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. a lot of um, uh, changes will be able to sort of, you know, we could, we, we could be groundbreakers here. We could be, be breaking news. I think especially for those who are looking to even study university who are in high school and so. And, of course, there's nothing here we're going to that we would say that wouldn't be allowed to be said. We're not going to break any uh, confidentiality that Tony may have. Yeah. Um, Get him in trouble. That's it. One thing that, that we spoke about when we're starting this up is that a lot of the other podcasts that we listen to, not just the podiatry ones in general, is it's always focused on those that have prevailed and those are really successful there's not much on the other side of that. And that's something we want to talk about here. We all make mistakes. We all, that, that's one of the reasons we don't want to talk about too many technical things because we don't want to sound like idiots. We know, we know we asked, we probably will say <laughs> something along the way that does, this does not make sense. And you'll be listening and being like, that's just not right. Yeah. Um, if we ever do, sh- Shoot tell us. us an email. Yeah. Tell us, yeah. point um, it out to us. We're human. Um, and, and people make mistakes and people grow from those mistakes. So we, we want to dedicate an, uh, an episode to those that have failed and those who have prevailed. Um, we want to we'll look at dedicating it to starting up a business, um, applying for jobs. Um, again, that's a huge area. Um, that, that, that was massive. Only three or four months ago for all three of us, when we, considering we graduated November, December, all starting looking for jobs in that period. I think it was a three-week yes. period there where none of us spoke to each other because we we're all enemies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone was fighting for the for the jobs and all that. Or well, one hundred of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah one one hundred competing for so many odd jobs. That'd be a really good episode. So yeah, so. tips and tricks on what to put in your resume, cover letters, who to speak to, um, volunteer stuff, all that sort of fun stuff. Talking about public versus private. Um, I was lucky. I did all of my. Um, all of my placement at hospitals. Um, so again, got a few, we've still got plenty of connections there. Obviously, you know, 
even though we had 100 cohort, we were a really close-knit cohort. So we got plenty of public people that we can get in there on that. And we're, we're doing it topical. We probably should have done it today since our insurance is due tomorrow. And Sunday is the 30th, I think. Sorry, I, don't, I need to do that. Don't don't let me don't leave before I've done that. Um, I'm gonna call it as a mistake. Um, yeah, it's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, insurance, we want to go through that. Get it, um, you know, different avenues, different brokers. What we need to do. Um, then we will look at some international adventures. Obviously, part of our cohort um, has the exchange to Glasgow. Um, we'll have so we, you know we. Got someone sitting here that's very close to one of the. Pre- <laughs> I was just thinking that actually. Yeah. Uh, that went to Scotland for for six months. Um, again, a really good part of our our group who probably would be on this pod chat um, if he hadn't gone to Singapore. Come on, John, you're letting us down. Um, you know, people across in Singapore. We could, we could Skype him in. Right? Exactly. There's, there's no, yeah, I reckon yeah. we could Skype him in. Um, and then, like we said before, how to make the most out of podiatry? How to combine your loves of. Um, Outside of podiatry, with podiatry, obviously with me, it's combining football um, and podiatry. Tony's got tennis, biomechanics. Um, Sport, yeah, you name it. And Julian's a tech nerd. So obviously, yeah. we, <laughs> obviously yeah. with, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've been um, working, providing advice for people, to, um, for podiatrists putting in orthotic orders, um, saying a job I've started early January. Um, so a lot of that, has expanded my orthotic, uh, my knowledge of prescribing orthotics, even biomechanics in general. I've got some really good mentors where I work, um, really increasing my interest in that. It's just opened up a whole world of podiatry that's made massive um, impact on me, really piqued my interest. Mm. And um, with, I guess, our other uh, hosts as well, we've got Ashan and Volt who are looking to go into that, uh, you know, endorsement slash surgery surgical sort of part. Yeah. If they're looking into, you know, working in sporting clubs and helping them out as well. So and combining got... his uh, protective service, protective services. What's uh, child support and disability services? Yeah. He's and... one of the co-hosts has experience working in that for a good three or so years, and we'd and... always hear about his experiences in that. So combining and that, he's yeah. already started combining that. So yeah, there's plenty of different things out there. And again, any other ideas? That, Anyone you want to hear, just shoot us an email, um, Instagrams, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, you can tell I'm very socially media savvy. Um, Instagrams and Facebooks and all those fun things. LinkedIn. Are we going to make a LinkedIn for this? We'll add in our own LinkedIn. Yeah, about nice. That. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for uh, listening, guys. Uh, we hope we haven't made it too boring for you. And we tried to make this a quick episode, but yeah, we failed. Yeah. So this could be a common theme uh, of how long we might go. We might break up into double episodes. That could be right. Any any um, questions, feel free to contact us. Do we have an email or are we just going to give one of our emails? We'll have an email and our we'll have social media. Yeah, once we figure out the finer details, we'll uh, we'll get all that going. We'll, we'll put an email in the link or something. Any Any sort of criticism, feedback, positive feedback as well. We like hearing about it. Um, your experiences could do a little listener mail segment if you send us an email as well anyone even yeah could be quite interesting yeah, to hear even from other if people. you're a big uh, company wanting to yeah. sponsor this show we're more than happy to help help you out and give you a shout out so yeah Elon Musk if you're listening then uh, <laughs> I could do it with a new car it could do with a, a nice Tesla to roll up to work in uh, alright <laughs> right, but yeah thanks guys uh, we'll speak to you in a fortnight thank you see you later see ya